Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have Daniel Bryan's big return. Roman Reigns beats up a bunch of cops. And is AJ going to make it to WrestleMania? A whole bunch more stuff tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, aka Joptimus Prime. And to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman. What's going on, two CB? Uh, not a lot. Two CB. I two like that. That's, <laughs> that's out of nowhere. Yeah, I was getting ready to say throw a curveball. I'm doing all right, man. And to his right, as always, <laughs> that hard hitting analysis. <laughs> we have two beard JCB. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Booty Hills. It's all good, man. Just you know, uh, just training, keep... saying my prayers, eating my special vitamin K's. You know how we do it. Getting you guys all mixed up. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can I, see you, why. You know what? Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, rainy St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it's another Thursday night. We're excited to be here. We got Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs. Mr. Purpose uh, in the house. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight, as uh, evidenced in what I said before. But before we get too far into it, remember, guys, we have Soul Taco. Soul Taco is the most delicious. Mexican Korean fusion food that you can find anywhere in the country. But if you're in St. Louis or if you're in Chicago or Champaign or Columbia, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, you should get your asses to Soul Taco, guys. They have the best food, fast casual, that you'll be able to find. They have tacos, they have burritos, they have quesadillas. They pour it on. The seasoning is delicious. The sizes are big. It's better than the soup that Sam is eating right now. Next That's a to, big ass soup. He's eating a lot of soup. But guys, we're telling you that Soul Taco is a friend of the show. They are a sponsor of the show, and we recommend them wholeheartedly. They got two food trucks driving around St. Louis. They got uh, a place in the U City Loop. They got a place in Champaign, Illinois, Columbia, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri. And uh, I'm sure if you if you're from out of town and you order it, they'll UPS it to you or something. Yes. So that is Soul Taco from the show, sponsor of the show. Get yourself some Soul Taco. Um, without further ado, uh, let's do it. We have a bunch of stuff to get to, so we'll get to our three count. Uh, JCB, what's the one count? It's the Rusev match, right? No, actually, we're going to go to uh, Tuesday night, obviously. We're going to talk Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger, another excellent match Great between match. the two. Oh, yeah, that was a Absolutely lot of fun fantastic. to watch. <laughs> I just can't believe that Ty Corbin, whatever. Ty Corbin. Yeah, right, exactly. That's how much it matters. I have come on this Thursday night with spoon in hand to eat my fair share of crow. Daniel Bryan is back. Queered, I guess, Tuesday, or sorry, uh, Tuesday afternoon-ish, whatever the case may Tuesday be. Tuesday afternoon, yep. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was the one of the most adamant of the bunch to say that he would never come back in the WWE ring. And now it looks like WrestleMania will be the time and the place where it will happen. How it happens, we do not know. 
Uh, he I think opens we have a up. Pretty good idea. I was yeah, we have. got a pretty good idea, but you know, I like to wait and see that domino fall first. Um, At least when you're wrong, you're really loud about it. Hey, look, man, that's about. Well, everybody's <laughs> calling me out on fucking Facebook and shit. Which, by the way, uh, friends of BFR on Facebook, Band for Ringside on Facebook, Twitter, we are BFR Zach all lowercase letters, BFR Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Pod, and BFR Pod on Instagram. When I get called out on this, apparently. People don't remember when I'm right, and they love to always remember when I'm wrong. And I got called out on it. And look, if that's the case, then so be it. That means I'm at least in your mind holding a little rent in your head. The bottom line is that he will be back. <laughs> he will probably come back in a tag team match of some sort. Probably him and Shade versus uh, KO and Sammy. KO and Sammy in that same exchange later on that night do get fired by Daniel Bryan. And then the... Chaos begins. Hold on. Let's not gloss past it. No, no, go ahead. Daniel Bryan has been sidelined. For all the people that listen to our show that don't watch wrestling on the regular or maybe new to wrestling, I think that we should recap this for them a little bit. That's your job, baby. Daniel Bryan um, had one of the strangest arcs in wrestling history. I remember texting my brother... When it was happening during WrestleMania 30 on the build up to WrestleMania 30, that um, ever that he should watch this because the fans revolted against the Royal Rumble winner two years in a row. Right. One year when Daniel Bryan wasn't in the match at all. The other year when he came out 13, got eliminated early, and then Roman Reigns won. Daniel Bryan is a unique chapter in wrestling history, WWE history for sure, because the fans willed him to win the main event at WrestleMania 30. Without question. In, in fact, he won two matches at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. The first one, he had to beat Triple H to get into the main event against Batista and Randy Orton. And the second one, he had to win the triple threat, my bread and butter, against <laughs> those two guys. <laughs> and that's really the one of the only cases that I can think of in WWE. I mean, we look at the situation now where Rusev, is completely over the fans, and they are fighting against it. The The establishment is fighting against it. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, Zack Ryder, same way. So, Daniel Bryan is the total underdog, and that's not even going into his NXT stuff with Miz and when he got fired for choking, kayfabe choking, right. uh, Justin twice. Roberts with the, with the wire and everything. But... Daniel Bryan also had a concussion problem. Right. And before he got into WWE, he was the biggest indie star in the world. And when WWE got him, there was a lot of people that were excited. I was amongst the people that didn't really know who he was when he got to WWE. I quickly became a fan. Right. Um, I was looking up my old Facebook post because there was one time I posted on Facebook to the world in 2011 that it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I said, hey, attention, everybody. <laughs> Daniel Bryan matches are the, are the best. And nobody liked it. And nobody commented on <laughs> it. It was just me at 4 o'clock in the morning. Very, uh, very pre-BFR. <laughs> but for, very pre-BFR. But for him to... He's been... He, he hasn't been able to wrestle for two years because of concussion problems. And now he's been cleared. So now when he comes back... For everybody who doesn't watch every week this way that we do, and for those of you that might depend on us to catch you up on the shit that happens week to week, this week he came back and it was emotional. Zach, what did you think about it? Oh, it was very emotional. I mean, whenever he came to NXT, I mean, I think the general consensus among folks was that the best wrestler in the world has 
signed with WWE. Yeah, no doubt. And he had a illustrious, if strange, career path, like you said. Uh, the build was not... It was anything, if not organic. Uh, I mean, it was not something... He was not a Vince guy. Uh, you know, he was a, truly a fan dude. So, for him to be cut short and to... When you have somebody that's that good at something and their number one thing is taken away from them, it's devastating You know, for them, it's devastating for their fan base, it's devastating for their families. And, you know, look at somebody like Corey Graves, who had a similar problem with concussions. He found his niche. Like, he's a way better announcer than he ever was a wrestler. And I'm sure he would say the same thing about that. Yeah, and if, if he would have stayed a wrestler, he would have been a run-of-the-mill guy, probably would have had mild success but tag team champion he'd been like he'd been like a uh, cesaro but he's set up for the rest of his life as an announcer oh he's sure. he's you know filling michael cole's spot yes you know he's set or for jerry his, lawler yeah well yeah but i mean whenever cole goes like he'll be the guy right and uh, i mean hell he's already the guy he's on every on every show but daniel bryan never really found that niche like yeah it was cool we had him as general manager but the whole time we really just wanted him in the ring and that promo that he cut was emotional. The fans were invested. I think it says a lot about Daniel Bryan as a person that the fans did not want him in action that night. Everybody pointed to that WrestleMania sign, and oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Vince came in the back. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, everybody pointed to <laughs> that WrestleMania sign. Contra- contractually obligated, you have to point at the WrestleMania yes. sign. But <laughs> nobody cares when Mustafa Ali does it. But when, yeah, right. when Daniel Bryan comes out and does it, it's a big deal. Yeah, everybody points at it. We get a WrestleMania chant. And then we do get to see him in some action. You know, we get to see some corner drop kicks. We get to see him take some amazing bumps. I can just imagine them be like, all right, guys, I've been cleared. Now, when we go out there, I want you to beat me in the head as repeatedly as you possibly can. Because he took some spots and they took a an apron power bomb. And- that was the one. That's the one that, I, that really made me actually say this might actually be something that we can go with. Go ahead. So just to recap, he came out, said he's going to fight again. Kayfabe. He's been the commissioner for SmackDown for at least a year, and they've had this long, uh, drawn-out drama between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shane McMahon, and Daniel Bryan's been on kind of on the periphery, but kind of in the middle of the it. instigator, really. Yeah, and then he, he came out, and after he gave his emotional... They released it on Twitter Tuesday that Daniel Bryan was cleared to wrestle, so they probably popped you know that you know that that wasn't you know he didn't get cleared that afternoon then they t- decide to do it that night they yeah. they released they, it on no, twitter that's what they said but i told there's a lot of shit that. about daniel bryan that i i i think they probably had this in plans for months would have been great if ko and sammy like kayfabe messed him up so bad that they retired him again Dude, that was uh, wouldn't it be badass? <laughs> like, I mean, just a storyline, not that he actually got retired. Wouldn't it be again. badass though if they didn't say that he was cleared to wrestle again and then they fucked him up? Oh mm. yeah, that would have been even cooler. But I mean, I guess with concussions, yeah, they probably good. don't want to mess around. No, with fuck it. no, I was gonna say. But still, he came out and he said, "Hey guys, I'm cleared to wrestle." They released it earlier that day. The crowd was hot for it. And then he said that he was going to talk to Ko and Sammy, who fucked up Shane last week. He kayfabe fires them, and they give him a supreme beatdown, which yeah, was good. awesome. It was a great beatdown. Yeah, I was going to say. Jason, describe the beatdown, please. Uh, basically, Daniel Bryan comes out and, and does his moveset. Uh, tell and, me what you thought of the beatdown. The beat, it was 
when Daniel Bryan started to do his move set, you you said it on Twitter, and I thought it, it apparently just made it all queer. It was it was like, whoa, this shit is happening. I didn't think this was going to happen to I get got, a WWE ring, and it gave me a little chills watching it unfold. No, no kayfabe. I got chills watching him get some offense in. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. The drop like, kick in the corners. The drop kick yeah. in the corners, I was like, okay, alright, cool. You know, he's got offense. I wasn't sure how he was going to take bumps, because you can't have him beat down KO and Sammy after two years off. It just wouldn't make sense. All the way up until the apron power bomb, I was like, okay, no big deal. Okay, no big deal. But then when that apron power bomb happened, I was like, okay, this is a a watershed moment because now this is not something that you know you just bounce back from. You're taking the hardest part of the ring and bouncing the guy that has concussion issues off of it. I thought it was kind of back? I thought it was kind of safe. The apron power bomb always looks tough, but if you put it right on the guy's back, it's pretty safe. Well, I it's mean, not his head. Yeah, it wasn't as I was more worried about the super kicks and the punches and, you know. Yeah, but if you're going to let the guy do it, then you can't. Absolutely. They wouldn't let him in there if if he couldn't take the whole thing. Absolutely. At this point, you've already basically said he's coming back, and now you got guys, you know, dreaming up, you know, dream matches that that could possibly happen on the horizon. AJ Styles, Nakamura. Um, AJ Styles and Nakamura. Yeah, Miz. Miz obviously is the next big I mean, one. The Miz versus Daniel Bryan sounds like a great feud to me. Yeah, considering it's, it's the, the perfect feud, it's been, been the build up for like two years. Even Ziggler. I mean, they've had great matches in the put past. The belt. I want them to put the belt on Miz and have Daniel Bryan go after it. That's what I really want. No, Miz is Daniel Bryan to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan, will not, Daniel Bryan will not be on SmackDown. He'll be on Raw next year. Oh God, I, I really hope not. Because I mean, if AJ no, if been, AJ I, goes to Raw, then you need some. Somebody to get that vacuum now, in, and Nakamura's not now, enough. Now, I I said that Daniel Bryan would be back, so I've been right one time out of the last sixty. So I'll be wrong again here. Why would Why would you leave him on SmackDown? He's because he's the need- biggest commodity that. Vince has. No, it's Roman Reigns is his biggest commodity. No, He's, it's not. Daniel Bryan is over with the fans. He's the most over in the company. Oh, well, the biggest hurts? commodity is, is Roman Reigns. No, no, no. Who does Who does make a wish? Roman Reigns. Who's See going enough. to be the universal champion by the end of the year? Or not even by the end of the year, by WrestleMania. Roman Reigns. You're talking all, yourself out of it. All, no, I'm not. It all. What do we keep saying? All roads lead to Roman Reigns. All right, so if I would have said... Well, I know that all roads lead to Roman Reigns, but I mean, Vince also knows where the money is. I mean, the money the money is... Vince is trying to get Roman Reigns. We'll get to Roman Reigns in a little bit. Um, Daniel Bryan is going. Looks like he's going to be in a tag team match with Shane versus Sammy and KO. Which, if I would have said to you a few months ago that Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle at WrestleMania, but it's going to be in a tag team match, you might not have been that excited about. How, what's your level of excitement right now between one and three sixteen, Zach? <laughs> three fourteen, man. Four. Damn. I was going to say I'm going to go with three fourteen. Uh, and the only reason is I'm I'm just happy to see him back. Uh, at the same time, if you would have said a few months ago he's going to wrestle and it's going to be in that match, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense because this thing's been going on forever. Yeah. So the angle the other night was, I mean, that's going to have heat on KO and Sammy for a long time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm not saying it's the wrong move. Uh, granted, you know, getting into a little bit of our later three count, AJ's, you know, got some injury thing. It'd be 
pretty interesting if Daniel Bryan just went power hungry and threw himself in as a triple threat for the main event. We had AJ Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. That'd be fucking cum-worthy. I'd be doing doing big cums. Big cums. I'd also be cool if they said, if they found a way to get to KO versus Sammy versus Daniel Bryan to be the number one contender. I'm I'm okay with that, too. That would be fine. And I'm okay with the tag match. I mean, Shane's going to be at WrestleMania. It's I mean, a big match. It's a big match. It's going to be the third biggest match of the night. I mean, having Daniel Bryan in there makes it like maybe the biggest maybe, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it escalates it. It definitely makes it a, more of a marquee match where now I wasn't too too excited about KO and Sammy. It, it kind of like, you know, been there, done that. But now, you know, throwing this as a tag team match, it makes it, it feels more fresh. And plus the fact that we haven't seen Daniel Bryan in WWE Ring in two years. I think that's the draw. Ultimately. Two weeks in a row, though, they have put down Shane and Daniel Bryan, which is so much fun. That's, that's good. so that's awesome. Good heel shit. Yeah, that was going oh, to yeah. say. Next to Ciampa, I think KO and Sammy have done the best heel work in the last two weeks. Easily. Next to Ciampa, huh? Next to Ciampa. Ciampa, hands down. He has to, he's hardly even smoking. smoking. He, he's getting booed out the NXT building. Yeah, I, I mean, mean good they, Lord. He gets fuck you, Ciampa chance. I mean, Everywhere he goes. Walking. Even when he's staying in a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll bring us to our two counts. Uh, two count. We got uh, Stone Cold Roman Reigns here oh, this yeah. Monday. <laughs> So very good. Yeah, you I mean, and I have not talked about that. But I was thinking the same. <laughs> Did thing. Did you see my tweet when I said that? No. Oh, uh, even better. So that's original. Okay, good. Go ahead. Yeah. Right on. Uh, I do get an alert every time you tweet, and I think I've just desensitized myself because <laughs> my, so my Garmin just buzzes like all day. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got uh, security all around the building keeping Roman Reigns out, and he just walks through the crowd. I mean, <laughs> typical Shield style. But, uh, you know, he goes in and, like, from the moment he said, I'm not leaving my ring until you, like, do somebody, you know, do something, get somebody out here. I'm like, that's some Stone Cold shit. And, like, defying authority. He gets the chair. He sits down. I mean, we've seen Stone Cold do that shit numerous times. Hey, man. And then they send out the U.S. Marshals, um, which is an interesting move. It's an interesting difference between. So the U.S. Marshals ain't got shit to do yeah. but to patrol WWE Raw, huh? Yeah, I mean, you, okay. you think there'd be some beat cops or. <laughs> Some private security, but, uh, you know. Sam Gerard where you need him? <laughs> Roman no, beats the like, shit out of him. It's like Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive, man. Oh, He's, yeah, Sam yeah. Gerard. Is that who he, oh, mm. sorry. I didn't get that. You <laughs> didn't get that. That's good. You're a movie buff. You didn't get that. I'm a, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. But I didn't beat up Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh, like realistically, he dislocated one of those dudes' jaws, which yeah. is I didn't realize until we were talking here uh, this afternoon. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we got you know this anti-authority Roman. We're trying to get him over as a babyface, or rather, Vince is trying to get him over as a babyface continually. Brock comes out. We get to see more Brock than I think we've ever seen on Raw in the last two years, which is awesome. Comes out, gives him the Suplex City. The only thing that disappointed me was uh, when he tried to do the "I'm not finished with you." like stretcher flip and it just kind of like yeah, tipped yeah. over it fucked up yeah it wasn't it wasn't well he, he had to push it a little bit and then got a little bit too close yeah they, once roman's once roman was handcuffed though you knew yeah he was getting i wasn't blessed. sure <laughs> but i was just like yeah that's not a good look and then he beat down security i was like okay you know it this is stone cold 
written all over it. I mean, it, it's almost embarrassing to watch Vince trying to do any and everything to get this guy over. And then Brock came out, and I was like, okay, well, this makes sense. Now we're positioning Brock to be the heel in this, the queer heel in this, if there was a doubt beforehand. Beat down on Roman, you know, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's SOP at this point. I did I did love whenever he was in the stretcher and his music hit again, Lesnar's music hit again, and he just goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No, the beatdown was good, though. Beatdowns are effective. Beatdowns are effective, and in this case, especially They're with not him being jaded. handcuffed. They're not all jaded wrestling fans like us. A lot, a lot of them are people that have never seen this before. No, you know? it, but, a lot of people have never seen Stone Cold wrestle before. Stone Cold was done in 03. Like, that was a long time okay, ago. Okay, well, you know, you were still in your forties. God damn, dude! <laughs> I'm sitting right here. No, uh, the fans saying, you know, Chan, you deserve this. It was kind of oh, much, yeah. but uh, I, I guess this is what Vince's uphill battle is going to be. Can he do this in two weeks to have Roman's coronation not be booed out the building? Is ultimately, I think, what's the question in hand? Can he make? Brock any more hateable than he already is at this point. Well, they're pushing real hard to make Roman the baby face. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it seems like they might be getting a little traction, but it probably depends on what city they're in. And when they get to WrestleMania, all listen, bets are off. You're not going to have sympathetic people to Roman at WrestleMania probably at all. Probably not. It's, um, it's too many people from around uh, the world. My first thought was as somebody who's been arrested a few times, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, when you're getting arrested, they put their hands on you. That's just what they do, Amen. Roman. Like, why don't yeah. you grow the fuck up and just walk out of the Stop ring? Stop resisting. Yeah. <laughs> Let that motherfucker be black, see what happens. Yeah, you I know. Just go anybody's you, think, you think newly crowned Hall of Famer Mark Henry gets to elbow a U.S. Marshal in the face while he's handcuffed? Not without doing 20. <laughs> Not without doing a dirt nap, man. He ain't gonna make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. He can't make it. Uh, I, I was cool with the angle, though. I like if you're I mean, like I said a couple weeks ago, just I just want to get this over with. I just want Roman to beat. I don't want to wish time away because I'm getting older, but I just want Roman to beat Brock just that's, so we can get yeah. forward. Let's get forward to the next thing. Please. That's what I say. If it's Seth Rollins, great. If it's uh, Bobby Lashley, great. I don't care at this point. Um, this is going actually, on. Actually, I'll root for Roman against Bobby Lashley. Look, I don't care. As long as we've gotten to the point where we've crowned Roman Reigns as champion, so that way we can stop holding the Universal title hostage. We can let Brock move on to something else. If it's USC, then so be it. If he's going to wrestle Lashley, so be it. I don't care. Crown fucking Roman Reigns and let's move the fuck on. Please and thank you. Good enough for me. Let's move to our three count. Three count is uh, we have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, the story told on SmackDown this week was kind of weak. W-E-A-K. But um, I think that uh, there was an incident this week at a house show where AJ kind of got injured. Um, I think it was uh, tweaked his knee. Sounds right. Um, he's an old man. He's forty. So I mean, this is this is something two weeks ahead of uh, WrestleMania that you might want to like. How about you not just have him wrestle house shows for a while? <laughs> like, yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, I was going to say. I think now we, because we've gotten the gets- scare. They're going to. What I would do is shut him down until WrestleMania. If you got to have. Uh, spots like you had on Tuesday night where he's sitting at ringside 
for a Nakamura Rusev match and he's acting like he's going to make the save but doesn't make the save. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, he, he doesn't wrestle any more house shows. He makes appearances at SmackDown, so that way, you know, you see AJ. Unfortunately, you just don't get to see him perform. But that's how you keep him healthy, get him rehabbed, and get him ready for uh, WrestleMania. I think kayfabe, the story was that AJ needed Nakamura's help the week before from Rusev and English beating him up, and Nakamura did not need the help. That was probably convenient uh, hiding of AJ's for sure. Yeah. actual tweak of an injury. For sure. Um, if AJ gets hurt, I think that we have somebody that could step in pretty easily. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, but that's why I'm saying I think that's why Daniel Bryan needs to be on SmackDown. It gives them a deeper roster. It gives you more uh, faces at the top of the roster. Oh, I agree. Because I- outside of AJ and Nakamura, that's really it. And neither one of them cut great promos. At least with Daniel Bryan, you know you're going to get a great promo. And nine times out of ten, you're going to get a great match in the ring. Well, I think, uh, I don't know, put words in Bill's mouth, but I think he's just saying that he will be on Raw, not that he necessarily wants him on Raw. Because I feel the same way. Yeah, I don't necessarily want him on Raw. I just think he's going to be on Raw. I just think think Vince would be shooting himself in the (laughs) foot if he cares about ratings and if he cares about money. To, and Vince cares about Raw a lot more than he cares about SmackDown to leave Daniel Bryan on SmackDown rather than Raw. The only reason I wanted to, to say to leave Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, if they let's say they do a draft after WrestleMania, which typically they do, you can bring Miz back to SmackDown. You can create that. Have that be maybe a de facto world no, title match. No way. They'll never bring Miz back to SmackDown, at least for the next year. Miz has been the driving force behind Raw for the last six months. He covers at least a half hour every single episode. He cuts Miz TV. When or he's not he shooting Marine 39. Or, when, yeah, well, when he's not out, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Miz... I, okay, I, I see what you're saying with that, and I can't say I disagree with it. I guess just me selfishly, I want to keep Daniel Bryan and Miz together on SmackDown. I think that would improve the roster, the show as a whole in general. Versus, I just don't, Raw I just don't know how these guys because they have enough talent on SmackDown. They really do to not have it to be so compressed where everybody has to fight everybody the same week every uh, like every single week they have to fight the same people they do the same shit on on raw too but like on smackdown it's worse because it's it's only 2 hours i right. guess yeah but raw shouldn't be 3 hours anyway not not at this point no uh, they're just bad telling stories and ultimately that there lies the biggest problem it's it's not the in ring talent it's not what they can and can't do promo wise. I think it's more behind the scenes what how they're being set up to ultimately fail because creative can't get a direction going one way and sticking to that. Let me ask you guys a question. WrestleMania starts at six o'clock Central Standard Time, which is where we is where we is in beautiful Telemoose, Missouri. Telemoose. What time of the night? <laughs> Central Standard Time. Do you think AJ Nakamura goes on at WrestleMania? Oh, eleven o'clock. Shit, <laughs> I wish, nigga. And I say because then we still have one more match after that. Um, there'd be four more matches after. I think is the point. Yeah, like, yeah it, good point. Good point. Uh, it's got. I'm thinking somewhere in the middle, like eight thirty ish, eight thirty nine ish. What goes on first? Uh, Oos. 
I was thinking Ooze. I said I was thinking that before we got here. Uh, I'm thinking Ms. Rollins, Balor. Ooh, that would be good too. That would be good. That's my guess. That goes on at six o'clock. That would I, be good. I, I agree with you. I think I think it's going to go till probably eleven thirty, and I think that. What was the match we were just talking about? <laughs> the triple threat. No, the um, no that one goes on first. AJ Nakamura. Yeah, like eight forty five nine. Yeah, I was going to say they did Randy Orton Bray Wyatt about the middle. This has who it, won that match? <sighs> Give me a started man. I don't even remember. Orton. Orton won Orton, that match. Yeah. Orton yeah. won that match. Yeah, because yeah, Bray lost his own match. Yeah. He put the, the maggots match. on the fucking. Apron and shit. What the you know, we started with AJ Nakamura, and now we're ending with Orton Wyatt. I think that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Three counts. <laughs> hey, everybody, go to JJ Twigs on Hampton. JJ Twigs on Hampton has all the original pizzas. You know that all the JJ Twigs franchises are allowed to invent their own pizzas. So when you go to JJ Twigs, you're going to get the Giola's Deli or Gioia's Deli. There you go. You're going to get the uh, Super Mario. Oh, man, they got this one that's got Giardina. How do you say it? I think you said Giardinera. it right. Giardinera. Giardinera. Yeah, thank you. Are you laughing at me, Sam? Isn't that like a river disease? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a delicious pizza, and thank you for backing up our sponsor, Sam. <laughs> Giardinera. Uh, it's called the Gravy Train. It's got beef and Giardinera. Go it's to JJ awesome. Twigs. Yes, it's awesome. Please go there, celebrate them, sponsor them. They are a sponsor of the show. They're a friend of the show. JJ Twigs on Hampton. Uh, they pour stiff drinks. You might Amen. find you might find Jason Bell there. You might find <laughs> Zach Pullman there. You might find Bill Vega there. Wanna give him reasons to go? No. Hey We can sit there and talk I'm about a face wrestling of this all show, night. Okay. You will not find Sam Mall there because he's been banned from there from just by his comment right there. I can't believe he said that. Thanks a lot. So, so you were saying Sam Maul is banned from ringside? Play it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Allie, wait, ooh. You're going to be ooh, banned, ooh, banned from, ooh, banned from, ooh, banned from. But you're actually going to be banned from ringside. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> so check it out. JJ Twig is on Hampton, everybody. This is banned from ringside. And now it's time for our New Japan Weekly Roundup. <laughs> Chaos. Play the music. No, play the music. No, Sam, play the music. We do- play the- play- oh, yeah, that's right. We don't have any music. No, I just wanted to touch on uh, New Japan since I've been up watching the New Japan Cup. We might as well talk about it for 30 seconds. Um Zack Sabre Jr. is going to uh, be wrestling Okada at the Segura Genesis pay-per-view on April 1st. I'm not sure what day April 1st falls on, but he had won the New Japan it's a Cup. Sunday. It's a Sunday. Nice. Even better. Um, he won the New Japan Cup beating uh, the likes of Naito, Gobushi, uh, Sonata, and Tanahashi all by submission. Well, three by submission, and then he made Gobushi. Uh, have red shoes shoe stop the match by referee stoppage at that point, which it, to me, I've I've only been watching New Japan for just under the year. It's maybe a handful of times where I've seen a match stopped by referee stoppage. So to me, that stands out um, the biggest of the bunch, especially 
like I said, with all four being in some sort of submission form or fashion. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Zack Sabre Jr. overall? Um, I think he's easily one of the top five technical wrestlers in the world, and you can throw in the Daniel Bryans of the world, whoever else you want to do, throw into that mix. He has, he twisted up Naito to the point where, as a huge Naito mark, I was like, okay, that's enough. It got out of hand ugly. I don't think I've ever seen Naito dominated in such a fashion like he was dominated in that first round match. And I know you're not a big fan. I don't understand that. But for me, it's... I think it looks like Dylan Roof and Timothy McVeigh had the baby. Hate this a bitch. Oh it's about say, say that to his face and see what happens, okay? <laughs> Plus, I think the biggest thing his with it... His skinny ass? His skinny ass... Tied up Nido like it wasn't. You think I'm shit. scared of his skinny ass? He's probably got the be. biggest bold in wrestling, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> a real thing. What is bulge? Yeah, it's because yeah. yeah, he's skinny. I don't think you should be that skinny and be packing like that. That's just that's just me. Even I'm not says, packing like that. Says the skinniest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, just real quick, and then we can move on. I think. Th- the Zack Sabre Jr. booking is perfect because Tanahashi was was kind of supposed to be in that spot. At least that's what I thought he was going to be. So it's set up Tanahashi Okada. So that way you can have Okada possibly beat Tanahashi and then tie the uh, the record for most consecutive uh, title wins in a row. Tanahashi holds that record now. But now you bring it in Zack Sabre Jr., it's a little different element. And that's why I think I like New Japan. They're not afraid to try something different when the time comes to try something different. Best best promotion in the world, seriously. Um, Some other things we gotta get to. uh, The John Cena versus Undertaker or John Cena promo on The Undertaker. Thoughts on that too, Beer? I thought it was interesting for Kane to come out. I wasn't expecting that, so that was kind of neat. Um, What's the point? They had to do something. What's they, the they point? They had to do something. That's what it was. Uh, so you bring it out, irrelevant ass Kane, the choke, choke slam John Cena, and we're going to set up a match after with Taker's K brother. Yeah. Maybe not even kayfabe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I like that Cena's worked that crowd so hard. Like yeah. each week, I mean, he's really done. A, he's really done a great job working the crowd. I so, agree completely. You know what? Whether it happens, um, you know, there's other things that Cena could do. This is obviously the build. This is obviously where we're going. Uh, I would like some affirmation just to settle my anxiety. Uh, but you know, I don't. I, I really don't care if. Undertaker doesn't show up until WrestleMania. I think he's going to come out and probably hey, choke Zach, slam Cena. This match is going to happen. Okay, there's your affirmation. <laughs> well, here's a, but to, to Zach's point, though, like Cena comes out two weeks in a row being booed because the Undertaker, everybody loves the Undertaker and half the crowd hates Cena out of hand. And Cena, by the time the promo is done, like this week, he had half, he had the crowd chanting, do something. Yeah, to take her, which is he gets. Yeah, it's probably more on more on his side than he thought they were going to be. Like the chant, do something to take her who retired last year. He didn't retire. How many times I got to tell you that when he does his Hall of Fame induction speech, then talk to me. Until then, he's going to be at WrestleMania in two weeks. He's probably going to go over John Cena. Oh, I and know. then we can talk about retirement. Oh, no. He's not going to go over John Cena. 
I'm you're probably that right. Way. You're probably right. I'm leaning. Think, I'm leaning that he goes over Cena. I will bet. Do you want to bet? Let's bet, bet right now. On I will the bet air. on the air. I got a buzz, so you Let's can do bet it. me whatever Let's you do want. It. Let's do you it. You want my Subaru? No, no. <laughs> take it. No, I will bet us ten points. Ten points on ten points doesn't do me shit, man. I'm down forty. Also, I got skin in this game. You can bet points. Yeah, you can't bet points. That's true. You name the bet. You name the bet. Figure it out. Actually, Sam can name the bet. That way, it's no, there's no hocus pocus bullshit. Sam can name the bet, whether it's a shot bet, a right. dollar bet, like it's trading places, whatever Sam, the case may be. Sam, you don't have to do it now. I'll take Cena. You take Taker. We'll let Sam, we'll come give Sam a bet. week. Come yeah, up with the bet. Come up with next the bet. Week. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Next week, next by week. next week, Sam will have seven days to figure out something ridiculous that you can do because you're going to lose this bet. And then that's what you'll do the week after WrestleMania. This is banned from ringside. Um, moving on. <laughs> hey, we have some breaking news, and we didn't talk about this before. Yeah. I don't know if you dudes saw it. I just saw it whenever uh, you guys were arguing, and I was uh, on Reddit. But uh, WWE talking to Hulk Hogan apparently for the last few weeks, and uh, paving the way for Hogan's return. So, what do you guys think about a Hogan WrestleMania return? You, you look at Reddit while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, every day. <laughs> It's breaking news, goddammit. Um, breaking news. Oh, okay. It, might be, it might be too early for Hogan. I was going to say, I don't I don't necessarily want to see Hulk Hogan right now. I mean, he's he's still got some hoop jumping, at least for me to do. I mean... You and Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, see, yeah. no. As, as fucked up as it is, Mark Henry is our representative as the African-American males. As the blackest dude on the roster ever. Easily, and the biggest motherfucker probably in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, if Mark Henry says you need to do A, B, C, and D, then you probably need to do A, B, and C, and D. I mean, Hogan's probably not the first wrestler to say the N-word. Um, Ain't gonna be the last. Ain't gonna be the last. Michael P.S. Hayes has a yeah, yeah. Bad, 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 bad problem, which with that. included Mark Henry. I think the the For story sure. of Michael P.S. Hayes saying the N word mm-hmm. had to do, do with, with Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. Yes, so, don't sully my memories of Doc Henry. <laughs> but but I mean, he held the mic for Austin three sixteen. That's it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's not really my place to say whether or not Hulk Hogan should come back. I mean, I would defer to uh, black fans. Like whether or not they're cool with him coming back, I'm Hell sure. No. I'm sure, and I'm not going to paint all black fans with one brush and say, I'm sure some of them are him are cool with him coming back, and some of them aren't. Hell no, I'll, I'll speak for myself on this. Give me the paintbrush. Hell no, he can sit down and chill the fuck out for a little bit. There ain't no way you get. I'm sorry, you just can't be a a, a legend, an, an icon, a hall of famer, and run around and spew shit like that. I'm. He could wait for another year. Thirty five. What thirty five is next year? Fine. That's a nice round number ish. <laughs> Knock yourself out. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is if you're gonna get caught on tape fucking your buddy's best friend, hey man, don't say the n word. Also, <laughs> <laughs> pick one of the other one, people. <laughs> one of them's gonna overshadow the other one. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Just think about it. I mean, Austin's a domestic abuser, and nobody mentions that. No, uh, I mean, I, I, I do. Like, I. I you don't to, take, to myself. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, when Austin comes out... I mean, out, if he was here, I wouldn't say it. When no, he came I, out no, for I Wall wouldn't. 25, I didn't think of domestic abuse. I thought Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. And that's what's I, up. I think that he's... Well, I don't know. I think I think he's kind of made amends with it. Like, hasn't he come out and publicly apologized and said, like, yeah, I'm trying to move forward and it was before and social like media. That. It yeah. was before, you know. Yeah, I mean, it... 
I mean, just because it was before uh, be, social media doesn't give him a pass. Okay? No, I'm, it just made I'm his not road saying it gives easier. him a pass. That's what I mean. It made the road in easier. In no way am I excusing this. I feel like it's dumb that I have to say this. In no way I'm excusing this, but people can learn from their mistakes. There are people that have done terrible shit. Yeah, every time not I me, hit my wife, she, every Never. time I hit my wife, she learns from the mistakes. Okay, She's she needs to listen. <laughs> so I heard. Hey, cheers. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Good thing they don't listen. Um... Uh, we gotta get, we gotta talk yeah, about go. Final Deletion, and then we gotta talk about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. So let's, let's talk about Final Deletion. Thoughts in within 45 seconds. What are your thoughts on Final Deletion, JC? It wasn't the same as TNA. It, it, I like the TNA version so much better. Um, the the biggest question coming out of this is Bray Wyatt going into the lake and reincarnation. Obviously, this is a signal that they're going to repackage Bray Wyatt. Is he going to be face? Is he going to be heel? Is his sister Abigail? Husky That's the Harris. question. Husky Harris. That, to me, is the question that comes out of Total Deletion for me. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, chalk it down to, like, I like everything. Like, I was just taking it at face value for what it was. Yeah, it was cheesy. But was it kind of fun? Yeah. We got some pyro. We had a pyro in WWE for a while. You know, some fireworks. The, the, you know, because they're penny pension at this point yeah. a billion dollar corporation doesn't want to do pyro unless we absolutely have to yeah but i mean you know it was what it was like uh you know it was fun that that like just imagine like if somebody watched raw for the first time ever and that's the thing that they saw i thought about that a lot while i was watching it today because I, I i seen the old one but i didn't watch the new one until today i thought about that a lot while watching it and i was like man this is so stupid the lawnmower spot like <laughs> Bad, but <laughs> you know, if well, you whatever, it's, if you start goofy, if you start from the, the the starting point that you've been watching wrestling your whole life, and this is something that's branching off of wrestling, then it's something totally different. Because I watch it and I was like, God, this is so stupid. God. Oh yeah, it was hard to watch at certain points. And then the by the end when they start doing total comedy spots. Mm-hmm. Like when he was looking at the lawnmower, then looking at the wheelchair, and looking at the lawnmower, yeah. looking at the wheelchair. I was like, ah, you know what? This is pretty funny. Yeah, it's a change of pace. Like I don't mind it. It's not doing anybody any favors. But it's not they, hurting anybody. I think either. they put it on at the end of Raw because they know that the last hour of Raw is the one that everybody watches the least. And Michael Cole shit on it I right, mean, right took, before it went on. Michael, took a serious dump on Michael it. Cole. The last thing said before it went on, Michael Cole said. I apologize, I apologize to everybody who's watching this. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, damn, okay. It almost, it almost made me think, like, oh, they're going to bring him into this somehow. Like, he's going to be, like, part of the storyline somehow. Like, it was such a, it was such an obvious, either it was Vince saying, uh, I have to say this to my regular audience to know that it's not what I'm trying to do. But I also think that Vince wouldn't put it on if Vince didn't think there was a place for it. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. How would you explain the? How would you explain Ultimate Deletion to a friend of yours that's never watched wrestling before? Did, oh my and, God, put, yeah. and, put, and try to put it in the context of what it actually is. I, I don't think there's a. There is no way to do yeah, it. I was going to say it would be extreme. It's hard enough to get to talk to people that don't watch wrestling just to talk about honest God regular true wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Okay, right. this right. is on a whole yeah. other plane in a whole other universe. It. And yet, and, and I don't blame anybody. I don't try to convert anybody. And how would they get point. that? Yeah, don't and try how to would convert they get that? anybody. It's like you know, showing somebody like they find out you like hentai porn. Like if you're, you're House of Horrors elimination. 
Everybody's real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told not to speak. <laughs> but for real, like just imagine, like or whatever strange fetish. Like imagine just trying to justify uh, yeah. whatever, yeah, 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 whatever strange fetish. Yeah. Whatever, Zach. <laughs> Great. How do you spell that again? Is that it? T A I. Man from rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, we said uh, starting in this week that we were going to watch the Brock Brock versus Roman Reigns number one main event uh, WrestleMania thirty. There's only, there's only been 31. one. 31. Yeah. Well, there's two coming up, well, is what I'm okay. saying. So we, we were going to watch one. Yet. I mean, uh, Roman could Thoughts die. on that? Did you watch the match, Jack? I did, yeah. Um, I was going to say, it was his idea. He better watch it. It was super fun because uh, they... WWE does a great job with those video packages, and it was so nice to like relive that buildup. And the match was fucking awesome. Like I hadn't watched it for a long time. The match was great. I'm not saying the wrestling was great, but the story. I'm not gonna say anything because you and I have never talked about it. Go ahead and let me know exactly what you think of it. So I just thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> I mean. It's a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. So there's a lot of suplexes. There's a lot of hard hits. But like, it was really fucking stiff. I think Lesnar bled three separate times. Right off the bat, Roman busted him open on the eye. Uh, shortly thereafter, he busts his lip open with a real stiff knee on the ropes. And then the main spot that kind of leads to the climax of the match where Lesnar runs into the ring pole and hardways himself. And then, of course, we get. The Seth Rollins ultimate cash-in, best cash-in ever, first WrestleMania cash-in. And just the sequence that went down, you know, with him kicking Roman out of the ring, turn around, give two curb stumps to Strowman. He still picks him up for an Brock. F5. Yeah, Brock, Roman, Brock. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I keep saying Strowman. Uh, but yeah, picks him up for an F5. Roman spears him, fucking Lesnar throws him off of him, and then he, you know, turns around for the curb stomp i mean it was a great sequence just really hard hitting and you know i just i dug it like i i think it's fantastic jcb i guess i'm gonna be the the kind of downer in this i didn't think the match was a five-star match per se i mean it was good i think the booking to get us from the start to the finish is what I take away is the biggest thing that comes away from this. You get when well, you got guys that are polarizing like Brock and Roman Reigns. You don't really if you're a Roman Reigns guy, you don't want Brock to win and vice versa. So now at a certain point, you probably get it to where you got the uh, the spot where Brock busts opens his head. Both guys are on the ground, and then Seth comes in with the cash in. Bill was saying it. Earlier, before we uh, we got to the uh, the studio or whatever, the psychology of the match where you got Roman just sitting here kind of laughing or whatever while he's getting beat down and Brock starting to get more and more pissed off. So I'm taking off the gloves, whatever. You know, here comes the ninth, the tenth, the twelfth suplex. Here's four F fives. So I mean, if you're a Roman Reigns Roman Reigns hater, you know this is the scenario you don't want to see because now. A third F5, you think this is over, and he kicks out of that. So now you're like, oh, shit, you know, Roman Reigns is going to pull this out. Enter Seth Rollins, and then the cash-in happens. Like you said, probably the best cash-in of WWE history. I only got three words to say about this match. (laughs) This is one of the best booked matches of all time in wrestling history. (laughs) In WrestleMania history, for sure. Like... 
I agree with Zach completely. Like the way that this story was told to have Brock Lesnar just beat the shit out of Roman Reigns for basically about ten or twelve minutes. I think it was like fifteen. If this was, it was let's just say two thirds, one third. Two thirds was a Brock Lesnar beat down, and the one third was Roman. I would say coming back a little bit. One sixth of it is Roman coming Whatever. back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's really taking a beating. And I remember where I was when I was watching it, <laughs> and it was we were in a room in my buddy John Jones's place, who owns Southwest Diner, not a sponsor, but great place in St. Louis, Southwest yes, check Diner. Check it out. Check it out. Um, and we were downstairs, and he had the big screen on, and. Projection TV. Projection oh. TV. And Brock Lesnar, because everybody was worried going in. I, I Like the context of it, that everybody was worried that Roman Reigns was going to beat Brock Lesnar. Because this is right when the anti-Roman stuff really started. Everybody hated Roman Reigns. But then, like Zach said, the, the video package kind of encapsulated that. You know, he had the been video on a package, roll The video package, which I also watched today, was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. But to have Roman kick out of three different F5s after Brock has beaten the shit out of him. And then you have the Suplex City bitch, which in the room where I was in. We marked the fuck out. Everybody marked out. Like everybody was standing up high fiving each other and shit when he said Suplex City bitch. Everybody was going crazy. So organic three years later. And then it was like everybody got worried. It's like, is Roman really going to win? And then when Seth Rollins' music hit. You know, with the Daniel Bryan stuff coming down this week, I've been very excited about Daniel, Daniel Bryan and think about it. And next week, we're going to watch some old Daniel Bryan matches to talk about on the podcast. I'm smelling WrestleMania yep. 30 coming up here. Yeah, yeah that'll probably it. be the one since WrestleMania season. season yeah, yeah, we might as well just go ahead and do that. But go ahead. But, but being very excited about the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30, which I think is the best WrestleMania performance of all time because he had two matches and they were both four-star if not five star matches. First first match, last match. I mean fuck. Yeah. Seth Rollins cashing in. I, I mean, you came over today when I was watching it to pick me up, and I was marking out in my recliner today when it's it like happened. you've never seen the match before. And, <laughs> I, had, and, I, and I seriously, guys, when I when I'm drunk and my wife falls asleep on the couch, I will put on that Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match just because it's not the best technical match of all time it's not the best moves of all time but psychology when you're talking about two guys that are slugging it out it's a well-told story it's a well-told i mean the best told story it's one of my favorite matches of all time and it's why i'm still a brock lesnar mark everybody came out strong with that brock looks good because he beat down roman but he didn't get pinned roman looks good because he took the beat down Rollins. And still survives, and Rollins looks the best of the bunch because he's the smartest guy in the Vince, room. Vince looks good because he didn't cave in and make yeah. Roman win, which is what everybody worried, everybody was worried totally, about. Totally. I mean, it it was really a win yeah. on all sides. Yeah, for sure. And if if you don't, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have the WWE Network and you've never seen this match, shame on you, number one. Send me a Facebook and I'll give you my password just so you can watch this match. WWE allows us 10 or something like that. Give or take. So what do you guys think about, based on you know what happened at 31, I know that we're thinking it's a foregone conclusion, but are there any alternative paths at WrestleMania 34 besides Roman pinning Lesnar clean. I mean, really, more than anything else, it just makes me psyched for it just because that was the biggest match that had ever happened at that time. And they booked it 
so perfectly that where I was at least, and still watching it to this day after I know the ending, it's still such an exciting match to me. Yeah, I, for sure. I love that match. I've probably watched it six times. But that's that's the difference I think is going to be between that match and this match coming up. We didn't know then. We It was still the... the the, the outcome was in question. You just didn't know. This one, to me, is like coronation at this point. But they're better at it than than we are. They might have Roman Reigns come out and dominate and then have Brock Lesnar make a comeback and then have Roman Reigns come back and win or something. Like, it's still it's still good. Like, the place will still be on fire. Because, re- of course, so, because you got the two of the biggest names in the company. And because Triple H isn't involved and Undertaker's not involved. Like the last two years, you've had Triple H, you've had Roman Reigns involved, which is fine. But Triple H involved, you knew that Roman Reigns was going, going over. over Triple H. The other one, you knew Roman Reigns was going, going over. Taker, yeah. When you had Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, you didn't know. No. You just and, didn't okay. know. And that's that's all I'm saying. This would feels like I know. It's just how is it going to that, unfold? That, that's what I'm asking because I, I wonder about that because Carmella's going to come cash in, cash in nice, on Lesnar, yeah. mm, yeah. Carmella, <laughs> cash fabulous. in on me, girl. Cut. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just, no, I'll just take the pin on this one, fellas. We only got three minutes left. Uh, <laughs> I think JCB can finish in that time. <laughs> oh, Carmella! Uh, the birthdays this week we got the Pope D'Angelo De Niro is forty. Uh, we have. Seven birthdays on the same date as my cousin Rob. Uh, Jack Swagger, my dog. Yeah, that is your boy. 36. Takers, 53. Christopher Daniels, The Fallen Angels, 47. Barry nice. Horowitz is 58. Epico Cologne is 36. Lana. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, whatever. 33. Lacey Evans. She's 28. 28? Charlie Haas is 48. Mr. Perfect RIP would have been 60. Umaga RIP would have been 45. Warlord is 56. Akeem, aka One Man Gang. RIP? 58. And Mustafa Ali, who won the number one contendership to the match. Cedric Alexander. Mustafa Ali's the shit, actually. He's great. That's going to be a good match. Hey, guys, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to ours. For Sam the Mauler Mall. Check. Shock City Studios. Check. Soul Taco. Check. JJ Twig. Check. Bo Geesman. Vice! My brother. I'll see you in two weeks, baby. Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, no, I think we're I think we're good. Two beers, Zach Pullman. Oh, hi. JCB. Hello, I am Bill Vagy, and everybody, boo the heels! Go Seminoles!